that's I think that's pretty good. So I think that's as good as it's gonna get in here. Okay. So I'm gonna open this up. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. You're sort of. Oh. <laughs> That's alright. I'm, yeah, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. I'll try not to look. Let me put my glasses on because I can't see anything. Yeah. So, do you know anyone who could do a jingle, or could you do a jingle? You could do one. Just like I could hum just, something. Just hum a jingle. <laughs> yeah, I could. I have to say, like the do you the, feel like the opening. Well, they normally do have them, like the kind of well-established ones, and they're not good by any means. They're just sort of, um, they're. I think actually, the worse, the better. Mm. I see what you're no- saying. Nothing coming to mind now. I'm just trying to think about. I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe a jingle has to come naturally. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'll, maybe it'll come to me at some point. But the thing is, I remember when I was the first thinking about putting this together. I used to be like, I need this, I need this, but thinking that I needed things stopped me from doing it. Yeah, so that's true. So I to start it. Yeah. But maybe one day we'll progress into a jingle. <laughs> that would be really exciting. I'd love that. So what I've done, basically, so now mm. we are we are going to go ahead. We're right? live and direct. Okay, cool. Exactly. So what I've done... It's my first ever podcast. <laughs> Welcome to your first ever podcast. Thanks for being on mine. Thank you. Thanks so much. for having me. Oh, definitely, because... You've given up a lot of your time as of recently. Sorry, I'm eating nuts. I'm not recording, but I'm trying to be casual. Um, and I really appreciate it. What I did was because because last time I met up with you, I felt like I had lots of questions, but I was trying to stop myself from asking all the questions I was thinking of. Yeah. Because I want to save them for the recording. So I've just put it down in 21 questions or some questions. 21, 21 questions. questions. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's my jingle, is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, yeah. Um, so, 21 questions, it might go over afterwards. Okay. So, it's going to be a chatty 21 questions. It doesn't have to be stringent. You don't have, to, you don't have three seconds to answer. So, I can I can pass, can I? Don't worry, I won't pass. I see you're thinking. You can pass. I'm, I'm, really just thinking, I'm just thinking, well, I don't, they're not hard questions that you need to pass, though. Okay. That's they're all fine. advertising related, about your career, about... Um, about sort of things that you'd have curiosities that a beginner would like to ask someone who's more advanced in their career, you know? Mm. So they're mm. not like things about like, oh, what's your favourite colour? Or, you know, like weird things that are Turquoise. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought like no one's favourite colour is turquoise. Yeah, that's, that's so strange. Which one's <laughs> I'm trying turquoise? To, I'm trying to not laugh too loud because I've got a real cackle. Oh, I've got a cackle, and so it, I don't mind that. And it might just destroy. No, this. that's all right. That's all right. Cackle if you need to. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Try projecting to the mic, too. I don't know yeah. if we're catching this one. Okay. Um, I'm Lydia Ragavan. Mm-hmm. I'm a advertising creative, copywriter, content maker, bit of director. Um, do bits and bobs, but yeah. Um... And I've been doing this for about six, nearly seven years now. So yeah, that's a like, rough summary. Awesome. Oh, that's one of my questions. How long have you doing this for? So I guess I'm gonna think of another one on my feet. It's all right. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, where did you grow up? So background on you. Um, so weirdly, well not even that weirdly, but in Chelsea, which okay. people always kind of hear my voice and they go, nah, you didn't grow up in Chelsea. Oh, and yeah. You know, there's a lot of council estates in Chelsea, so that I was like, oh, on really? one of, you yeah. never hear about them on mm. the TV. Yeah, <laughs> no, not on the TV show. Does that mean you qualify for the show? 
No, I think I'm, I don't. I sadly don't qualify for that show. I think because I don't have the um, what's the word when you can speak in a really nice way. Mm. Oh, uh, this is gonna happen to me the whole time. I'm gonna like want to say words. Yeah, I can't say. Well, that happens to me a lot. Elocution. There we the go. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But anyways, um, yeah. So cancel state in Chelsea, which is quite weird because um, obviously, as we know from Grenfell, it doesn't really treat oh, the sure, kind yeah. of the, the poorer parts of the community that well but yeah. at the same time people just assume that you're kind of living well doing well so yeah it was interesting and but the great thing about it was that I was so central and I could just like do anything I wanted to do like just jump on a train to a gallery or kind of you know be in a park in one minute so I really loved that I grew up in zone one Oh yeah, and I'm trying, exciting. trying my hardest to remain in zone one. Yeah, it's like impossible, but awesome. So the next question is now. All these questions about advertising now. So there's nothing about you anymore. Okay. <laughs> so when did you first learn about the advertising industry? Um, that would have been when I was at uni. So I went to Queen Mary's. I did an English degree, and one of the courses was called, um, or one of the kind of modules was called like Ways of Seeing, which okay. I think is um, John Berger book really okay. really good book actually about different ways you can interpret visual imagery and all the stuff around us and um, I think we had to like we got into groups and we had to come up with like a kind of idea for Guinness mm. and um, bearing in mind these are all like English lecturers so it wasn't like it was kind of gentle but I really enjoyed the process of doing it and then when I left uni um, I went I wanted to kind of do something I'm not going to lie, I wanted to do something cool, like work in music videos or that kind of mm. stuff. So I went to a production company called Partizan and I was running there for a bit. And then that's when I kind of like started meeting creatives on the shoots. And um, I was actually working with another guy who wanted to be an art director. And then he told me about the Watford course and I was like, oh, I should definitely do that. Um, I think before we were going to do that course we thought maybe we could do it by ourselves and um, we put together a book and looking back on it now it was it was pretty sick because it was like mainly sort of business ideas yeah because um, we couldn't do a poster I, did, I didn't know how to like yeah I think there's the, that's the skill that I sort of might have learned more about kind of doing the job now and a bit of Watford is like just kind of the execution. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. How I struggled the execution. Yeah, yeah. getting it, simplifying everything. Because I used to like to tell big stories in one poster, and it mm. never, it never used to come across. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely, um, being in that environment. I so basically, I had a really long winded way of finding out about it which is not good because if I'd have known about it, it at college I probably I might not have gone to university and done English I might have just yeah. tried to find that find that way in in another way like kind of like how you're doing it but um yeah it's important that people like know about the job a bit more and like, there's so many schemes now that are really like helping young people for especially from my background to kind of find out more about it definitely does that mean that it went does that mean it went um so how much time between your your degree, your English degree, to actually being or learning about advertising and saying, oh right, I know about how much like learning time do you need, sort of discovery time? Did you um did that take? Did it take from being at university? Um, so I must have been at Partizan for a year and a half, and then I did the Watford course for nine months. So I'd say like it took me a good two and a half years to actually 
from uni get yeah. into a, a placement position. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty long. So I was persistent, and I yeah, I kind of knew it was what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, yeah. So a pretty long time, which is not good really, because if you sort of know what you want to do, you should be able to get in front of them. It's quite common though. It's quite common. I think even especially from particular kind of backgrounds, but I think even from backgrounds that are well off or better off people do take that there's sort of a stage sometimes people take need to develop their like, understanding about this what I want to do but when you do know you sort of do sort of um, have that like this is it and I know I know I know it's all that it's, I want to do advertising that's all I really want to do yeah so that happens I think from what I've seen um so you said you've been in advertising for seven years yeah, I'd say about that, yeah. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that question out the window. Um, <laughs> at what age did you go to ad school? I think you kind of said mm, that, but... I'm, I'm a bit late to this, to kind of higher education, actually, because I kind of took a couple of years off just to party and yeah. <laughs> be a bit of a waste man, but it was, it was fine. I think I got there eventually. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think I might have been... God, I can't remember. 23? Okay, that's not as bad as you make it sound at all, <laughs> definitely. Um, so what was your first real break in advertising? Um, do you mean like when I got a placement? Or yeah, when like, I kind of got my first Or that, um, the first bit placement, of work I was placement. so proud of? When you got first placement? Um, It was at Creature, so I basically was teamed up with a girl at Watford called Steph. Yeah. And um, she's a French girl, and I lived with her in Watford as well. Um, and then we we just kind of like put our books together and took it around kind of all the places that we thought were going to be good for our sort of style mm. of thinking. Um, and then we, yeah, we ended up in Creature because we kind of liked the vibe. We, um, it was kind of smaller. We felt that might be better for us because yeah. we weren't the most confident at like presenting and yeah. you know that sort of stuff. So we had actually been pressure. in. Yeah, we had had we'd had place we had a placement at RKCR, um, which kind of felt quite. It was much bigger. It's much bigger than it is now. Mm. But then, yeah, now I think it's got a lot smaller, but it was really big. Um, guy called Damon Collins was creative director there but he just announced he was leaving mm. and that was one of the reasons why we went because we were like he's done some great work we want to go and like work with him and I think that was our the way that we picked the places that we wanted to go was like who are the creative directors that have done great work that we would really want to like learn from yeah um, and yeah and, and then I think so Creature was our first long placement that turned into a job um, yeah, and we went back two or three times to see Stu, who's um, one of the partners there. And every time he would be like, have like changes or tweaks to stuff, and we'd just come back and try and come back within 24 hours or like a couple of days with the work that he, all the changes that he wanted us to make. And like almost like over deliver with what he was asking us to do, just to kind of show that we were just like, we'll do anything, we really want to do this. Yeah. And I think that kind of tenacity is what stands out. Because the work, I mean, your student book is is a good reflection of who you are, but it is sort of like a very, sometimes they can be like these precious things that students have worked on for ages. And, mm. and yeah, like most people can come up with an idea in a year and polish it and make it look sick. But 
can you do it in a couple of days can you respond or react to like feedback in a couple of days yeah and, definitely and that and I think that gets noticed yeah. by creative directors I think it's I imagine, yeah. it's something that I'll look for when I get to that position and I want like young people working for me I want them to be like just have that drive to just be like I'm gonna blow their socks off the next time they see the work that, that they've asked for um yeah so that was sorry that's all right around the houses there have you always freelanced no. No? No, no, no. So, so, so job I'd... would have been, so I guess from where you're describing that job, was that a long time thing? No? Uh, yeah, so I was there for five years, full time, and then I, I went to Vice and worked at their channel, they launched a TV channel called Vice Land, and I was internal with their marketing mm. team, that was full time, and now I'm freelance because I've worked, I've spent quite a lot of my career full time in places, mm. and I just wanted to like try some different places out and see... Oh, fair enough see what the vibe is see you know how see if I can prove, improve and learn from different people working with yeah. different people almost a growth thing then yeah definitely nice. and I think I think in this job especially like you've never I feel anyway like I've never I've never got it like there's always something else to learn something else yeah. another person yeah. that can you know there's no one way of being creative really so that's no. what's so hard about I think that's what's so hard about jumping off in advertising yeah it's like you never know if you're there but yeah. I think but I don't think that's the thing that you're just going to come like you know you're there all the time just, I think you're always going to something I had to get used to like, you're always, always going to have to trust your instincts and yeah. you know it's not, there's no right answer I know it's so cliche and they say that in school but gen, like, literally and genuinely there isn't yeah you do have to let go of um, sort of your your ego a lot because it gets battered and and like also just kind of taking criticism and stuff like that and just knowing I think that that comes with the job knowing that like someone could walk in the door with a better idea Mm. and they haven't they've never worked in advertising and I saw a tweet the other day sorry to interrupt you but someone tweeted a Kit Kat and they were like um I want to see an advert where Jennifer what was it where um where David Schwimmer's walking down the street and he's like, um, something about, something about, I'm, I'm butchering it. Right, D- David Schwimmer's walking down the street, like, mm. to sum it up, walking down the street, has a Kit Kat, he's like, have a break. And then um, Jennifer Aniston walk, walks past and is all like, oh, you still going on about this? <laughs> and then he was like, we were on a break. And I was like, that's genius. But you're only on Twitter. Not you're only on Twitter, but you're not, a, you, you could be a creative and you don't even know it. And that's the thing about someone on Twitter can come along and have a, come up with a great idea. It was a meme. It was like, it was a, tweet, it was a tweet that became a meme. That's you know when people do that, like they take a tweet and make it into a meme. Well, there's probably some creatives at JWT or wherever that are probably going to yeah, exactly. no, <laughs> listen the, to this um, and take that idea. <laughs> the Kit Kat um, account um, added her and they were like, like on the phone to our creative team right now. <laughs> and I was like, you see, you gave them yeah. free. People are paying for these ideas. <laughs> so like you say, people can, people have ideas every day. It's like, so it's a good, yeah. it's a good, it's a good piece of, um, it's a good little gem you gave there about ways to expand and improve and change you know and keep like developing yeah and co- yeah and like also show your work to everybody because the work you're making is for everybody so they need if, if they can't understand it they're going to have a viewpoint on it that is going to be valuable to you it's feedback as much as your creative director is going to have feedback that's yeah. going to be great so i think it's just it's just about kind of being open to stuff which is quite hard because like in the beginning i think i was a little bit closed and I get really upset and beat myself up about getting it wrong and yeah. 
and it's um, and it is a really common thing I think I see it in a lot of junior creatives but um, I think what happens is you just sort of get a little bit kind of quicker and a little bit more confident mm. you don't necessarily get the best answers the older you are or whatever but yeah. you sort of kind of like get, have the tools to like sort of isolate and, I, and kind of find an idea quicker yeah yeah just looking at this so roughly how many creative partners would you say you've worked with well have i been through yeah um <laughs> since you've um, switched around freelance but to be fair you revealed something in the fact that for a lot for a while you were sort of consistent is only sort of recently that yeah, you're yeah 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 totally so i was with um I think I was with Steph for like four years, I was with Tori for about a year and um, at Vice actually I was working, I wasn't with somebody but I was always working with different people so yeah, it was more of a team effort yeah so it might be a project that I might work with the graphic designer so, so Chelsea White, she was a graphic designer there, I'd work with her on a project or it might be Chris who's the editor, yeah. me and him would work on a project or another one of the designers or we'd all like get in a threesome and do it um, in a in a work way not in the, yeah. <laughs> not in a, I think we, I think our minds yeah. are there hopefully our minds are there yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah I really enjoyed that being able to move around and like work with different people and I never felt like I was a solo creative mm. I was but that was just the environment that was that at um, Vice and now actually I'm working with um, an editor that I work with at Vice and we've teamed up and we're at, um, we're just freelancing at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I also yeah, it's an interesting creative partners because like loads of people have their partners for ages. Like you, I heard the podcast with Rob and Lowell. Yeah, they, they said they'd worked for together for a while, didn't they? Like was it fourteen years? Yeah, that's incredible. I know. You have to be best friends at that stage. Like I haven't been out <laughs> with my boyfriend as long as that. Like it's it is that is like a really real feat of achievement and. Mm. Um, yeah, there's loads of people in the industry that are still together and working mm. as partners. But I just think sometimes life, mm. you know, oh, like just stuff happens and that's you quite just exciting can't. Too. It's exciting to know that you can either be, if you want, it's like this fluidity. If you want to be trapped in, you can be trapped in. If you don't, if you want to move around, you can do that too. Mm. That's yeah. nice. Um, so I'm finding that. 21 questions but to be fair I think I've lost count of how many questions I've asked in between also you're answering some of the questions so I'm trying not <laughs> going to try not to badger you with any sort of like any sort of um exactly so I'm just going to go through which ones I think was fit now so yeah, yeah. you know what freestyle questions there's no 21 questions anymore so um you should have some emergency questions as well oh I had I thought of some and I was going to write them but then you know Heineken um <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot all right your favorite three pieces you've ever created? Pieces of work, mm. please. Um, okay, one of them is is a oh, I hate the word viral, but it was just a little a little idea I had. Is um, it the one with um, is it is it um, what's the guy Suarez? Suarez, yeah. Oh, I hate Suarez. <laughs> I don't want to get into that here, but. Yeah, Suarez and Not oh, Charlie bit me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like, do you want to, I know this is mid-podcast, but you know, do you want to shout out your um, book, shout out your book, by any chance, so people can see. My book, yeah, if you want to check out, yeah, you want to check out my work, it's, um, actually, I can't remember what it is. I can put it in the description, I'm going to have to see It's that. either lid.ragavan, oh no. I'll put it in the description, it's I think right. it's lid.ragavan.com. You send it to me, so I'll send it, I'll yeah. put it in the description, but um. Yeah, I've got one of there. those. I've got one of those ethnic names that is kind of hard to. <laughs> it's on there, so um, <laughs> hard to pronounce. Silent H. 
Yeah. Um, it's on there, so people can have a look at it. So, so that way you don't have to like completely describe it. So people have to picture it and people can see for real. So that's one of them. Yeah, Charlie bit my finger. Oh, Suarez bit my finger. And then, so that was really good. Because that came about because we were trying to come up with some like ideas for carling during mm. during the World Cup. And, um, and then basically I kind of like shouted to the account man, I was like, we should do this. And he was just like, yeah, I don't know if like children and alcohol are the best mix. Mm. So I was like, oh well. And um, luckily kind of my boyfriend works in animation, so knocked anyways. it up really quickly. Yeah, so it was that, I think then also the Green Party was like a really big moment, mm. I think for me, because it was the first time I'd ever had a piece that or I'd done something where I could like go to a barbecue and be like, oh yeah, I did this green party thing with yeah, the little people, kids as yeah. politicians and people oh, would- Oh, I saw that. You know what? I, no, I saw that on your page, but I remember, the reason I've, I've got to say, I saw it. See, I was trying to hold this in last time. I saw it on TV, I'm sure. I think I saw them watching it on Gogglebox. I told you how much I love Gogglebox. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I'm not just fangirling because Lydia's here and the rest of it, but honestly, I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, my favourite show is Secret Life of Kids. So, you know, this is a fabulous idea. I'm like, who came up with this? And I'm honestly full circle Aww. because I'm in front of the person that made it. It's such a good, such a good idea. I love Thank it. I like, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Thank you so much. It was, it was like a really... I was a really, I love it even more, I think, because it was such a, a hard brief, because they, I did it at Creature, and they'd done a really, a really good campaign the year before, where they turned the politicians into a boy band, and it was really good, and it was written by a really smart guy, uh, he's one of my friends, but he's actually a strategist, so I was like, fuck, I've got to beat, we've got to beat this, and I was working with Tori on it, and and yeah, and like one of the kind of considerations is this has got to be like super famous, go viral, go on Buzzfeed, all that kind of stuff, mm. which at the time kind of makes you think, oh, it's just pressure. It's not actually helping yeah, exactly. me come up with the idea. But, um, exactly. But yeah, it just happened that, I don't know, I guess I've got the politicians to inspire to like thank for it because they were behaving like kids <laughs> so there was only one logical answer yeah. <laughs> for the ad awesome that's great inspiration mm. and my third one I oh, think yeah. would be something... I love that one so much it felt like I counted too <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, double tick um, my third ones I think would have to be um, a series I created at Vice for Viceland called Grimenet I knew that was going to come up that one's, I like that one too that was brilliant do you like that, that was, yeah, yeah it was that was really nice because it was such an open brief and and it was like just to create branded content for the channel and kind of get across that. Well, they had funny stuff on Viceland as well. Because it is quite heavy. There's a lot of um, shows about weed and, you know, uh, people <laughs> living in poverty. And yeah. it's it's quite dark. And But there is a lighter side to it, obviously. There isn't just Action Bronson, Bronson um, you know, like coming up with a million metaphors to describe a tomato. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was really good. And I worked with a junior creative who's now at Boiler Room I think called Alhan and it was really good I really enjoyed working with someone younger because obviously I've got like my references and I like grime and garage and mm, da 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 yeah, but, yeah. but it's really like being with younger creatives there's such a big value in having younger people around and feeding off them because oh, yeah. your references are so much more on point and more relevant and your ideas are great you just need like structuring and yeah kind of you know which you're great at doing structuring <laughs> no but it's, it's i actually really like working with um like young creatives i think it's like you just get better work i think 
or especially when you're doing youth culture projects. I mean, mm. obviously, but like, I mean, you were telling me about Keisha the Skate the other day, and yeah. I was just like, that is amazing. Shh, they're gonna steal my idea. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I'm so excited about doing that. I'm not I just gonna, love that. I mean, that is a whole generation. I'm really excited about that one. I've thought about some other things, but I've run that past you off oh, mic. Okay. How many people steal my stuff? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your favourite ever experience in advertising? Mm. Like, it can, not like mm. an experience where it has to be you're making work. I'm talking like you could have gone somewhere or met someone at an event or just done something a bit completely unrelated. That, um, that you just really enjoy it it's all made you feel like you're happy to be in, in this um, line of work could have even been God. a picnic <laughs> I've been on a few advertising picnics actually yeah. weirdly I don't know it would probably be meeting somebody famous which is quite sad but or just sort of like working, <laughs> working with somebody like I really like Adam Buxton and I know he's like in the advertising world everyone works with him and does stuff with him but um yeah, when he came to do a VO on something I was working on, I was I was like like knee deep in his podcast at the time and yeah. like I felt like I was just we were best friends and he came in and there was a bit of rapport and I was just like, I'm fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's know. I really yeah. enjoyed that moment. So you make friends with people because you because you look at so much of their um, online content, look at their like their YouTube or their yeah. Instagram or you just follow them so much that when you meet them you think you're friends with them. And, yeah, yeah. And it works for you. It works for you. That's happened to me before. Right. Um, what was it like winning an award? I wrote the Circle Award here. It might be false. Yeah, know? yeah. We won a Creative Circle for. Um, yeah. Uh, for the Green Party, and then we also won one for Grimenet as yeah, well, exactly. which is great. Um, it's really nice. I've, I haven't been to the award ceremony for either because okay. it just so happened that I left those places when the award ceremony came round. Yeah. So hopefully next time I'm still at the place I that, that I won an award for. Question, which is, um, what do you think of awards? So you yeah. can feed those two into one if you feel like. Yeah, I think I think they're a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it just, it means that people, like, get to see your work. and yeah, fair enough. And also, I think, selfishly, if you are up for an award, you look at everything else in the, mm. in the awards. Yeah. Everything that's got shortlisted, so yeah. you kind of do learn, you kind of just see what's going on out there, because sometimes I can be really guilty of just kind of, like, putting my head down, doing my own thing and thinking... You know, like being like fuck advertising. I'm one more inspired yeah, by, yeah. by you know, culture, mu- whatever, music or art. And I think it is important to see what other people are doing and how they're testing mm-hmm. the boundaries and stuff. But um, I think they're really good. And also, it's it's a nice thing t- to be able to like celebrate your work with the team that you made it with, and kind yeah, of like yeah. yeah. I think sometimes the creatives are sort of like the kind of stars of the show, but yeah. really there's everyone comes together to make the work and it's nice to sort of come together and just get pissed and <laughs> have a little dance it, yeah yeah you'll definitely oh we'll see um so the question after that is um what have how do i put this so it's not so vague advanced um what have your experiences been or is there anything you want to share as a, uh, a female creative of color hmm yeah, I kind of it's it is it's, it's I think advertising like embraces you. How does it? I definitely feel in the last couple of years, what with everything that's going yeah. on, 
all the that, talking of diversity. Yeah. Non-stop talking. That I've become a little bit of a unicorn, which mm. is which is great for me. My, in my own personal, the way I feel about it is that I want to be I want to be judged based on the quality of my work. Yeah. Personally, yeah. that's just where I am right now. But I think for people coming into the industry who are from different backgrounds, ethnicities, religions, anything that's different to what is out there at the moment, which is, we know what it is. Um, I just think there needs to be more schemes that are like that, helping people understand about the job and getting into the job. Because like I say, like young people working with middleweight creatives, senior creatives, creative directors, that's what's gonna like, those relationships, those creative kind of, um, you know, unions that are going to make creative work better and then also bring a whole new generation of people into the industry, mm. which is where it's going to get really exciting and really, I think, fun again, maybe. Because, yeah, because I, I do think things get stale and when you hear the same kind of... The, you kind of see the same experience or perspective kind of regurgitated over and over again. So, yeah, I think in my, in my, in my position now, I kind of don't want to be judged based on that, but yeah. I'm not going to say no to any opportunities because yeah. Yeah, I because, am. Yeah. Um, and, and also, I, I also think that, like, it's made me realise that I need to just go out and get more mentors and advisors yeah. in my life. and. Yeah people that are going through the same thing as me but not necessarily in my industry like directors or you know people that work in different industries because I feel like we have all got stuff to learn from each other yeah based on the industry that we've been in if you're a minority you need to talk to people I actually feel like a minority being a Londoner in the advertising industry that's true that's a very true thing people you know what people do a lot right I will say this I don't know I'm gonna say anyways People do the thing where they're like, um, yeah, like being from outside of London and being, you know, from a small town coming here, I understand that being from a, not knowing what London's like, you feel that you're at a disadvantage, but the, the truth of it is that, in fact, the industry is made up of those people that yeah. are not from London. Yeah. Do you know? It that is. are not in a city, but like brought up in the inner city, so... Um, Really and truly, that doesn't make you, you know, that doesn't make you an like, alien in the, in the industry or yeah. like, at a disadvantage at all. Yeah, I mean, I've had people, I've, I've had people say to me in advertising, "Oh, um, are you like, are you like a rude girl because of the way I talk?" Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, no, I just uh, like, have you ever been to? You ever spoken to anyone from London before? Like really you're from London? Very, you're very, exactly, you're very well spoken about. Who's so grown up here? Around, then... Well, maybe it was like after five pints in the pub, so I yeah. might have been a bit more. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair, so you all. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like it, it is. It, there definitely is a. Um, yeah, I just was like, I yeah. just thought loads of people were going to yeah. be in this industry, yeah, yeah. but They're there not. really isn't. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you hear of actually? I only heard of it. I didn't see it myself. Of this um, interview with Young Bane. No, I don't, I don't know where he was on or what he was on, but he was on some sort of um, platform and they were speaking to Young Bane and he was like, Yeah, mate, yeah, like, was proper, like, or something like that's what I heard. Or he would give the voice, or he was being like, The voice was different, basically. He was, and then someone was like, Yep, that's my people, my people voice, too. And I was like laughing so hard. I was like, Isn't that so true? Everyone has a people voice. Yeah, and that is a thing when you're from London. Yeah, yeah, you turn, like, it, you turn it up and down when you Yeah, exactly. Sing, yeah. Because when I speak, I've realised when I speak to my friends, it's a mumble. It's a mumble and a, <laughs> and a mishmash of 
different dialects. A bit of telepathy, yeah, exactly. a, bit of, a bit of eye contact. Exactly. Eye language. It's a mumble, but my sisters listen to this sometimes and like you're so well spoken and I'm like oh my gosh my sister you're so well spoken like I'm so proud of you and I'm like yeah because I'm with you guys I don't have to speak like that you know but and you read Keisha the skirt as well so you know yeah exactly like, I, have lots of- <laughs> exactly. Like, I know I know how not to but the thing is it's not like I think of it like okay I'm gonna step into this room and gonna speak like this I think it's literally just it naturally yeah. comes that yeah, yeah. I'm in a space where I feel naturally more calm and I have yeah. more time to get my words out words yeah. when I'm around my friends like ah, blah, 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 and I just make a mess of it yeah and so it does Definitely. happen yeah but it's very relatable yeah. let's see what we've got next um, so moving on to mentors um, did you have any mentors were they helpful so that's two questions in one now um, so did yeah, mentors, mentors, yeah. So basically, so I only really recently. found out about those recently, and um, and I think they're great. And I actually think that advisors are also great, which are people who are like your kind of... They could be your peers, the people you're mm-hmm. coming up with. Um, uh, and just like people that care about you and your career and like want to see you do well. So I've got like, like a few friends that um, work in the industry and... I speak to them regularly about my career all the time mm-hmm. and they genuinely care about what I'm doing and can give me advice like straight away and I think those people are as important as mentors so at the moment I've um, I'm kind of like getting my list my mentors together yeah so I'm gonna approach a whole new batch actually which is quite exciting one of them is like a friend of mine called Ollie who runs a studio called superimposed Nobody's still him. <laughs> he's my mentor. Um, but yeah, I kind of I, he's he's doing really interesting stuff. If you haven't like, if you haven't seen, I think he did a talk at DNAD as well. He's he did this really cool thing where it was like a kind of Brexit poster that they kind of funded out of his own company's money. So he's like the partner of a sort of design-based creative agency. Um, and I just love his I just love his like style and attitude and the way they like approach projects and stuff so I'm gonna ask him and I think I'm gonna try and get like a director as well like a female director who can like give me some like sort of insight into that world as well there's no particular stage that you are that you can't you can't go out for a rental like you you can always you always you always um what's the word I'm looking for you always need a mentor. Yeah, two you, simple words. You always do, and you yeah. yeah. And sometimes you need to refresh them, like me. Mine were a bit stale; they had to go. Now I'm looking for <laughs> new ones, and um, yeah. yeah, and you just use them for different things, I think. And yeah, so mentors and advisors, I thoroughly advise you get them and always be on the lookout for them. If you read, and also just like message them anyone on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like I really like your work. Um, I'm kind of like thinking about moving into a similar area and uh, I'd really love like just to catch up for a coffee with you and kind of hear about your story, how you did it and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a really, really good um, thing to have in your career. Mentors can really come through that, like that route of just can we get a coffee and then it can blossom into something as long as you um, you have a call. Yeah, definitely, yeah. All right, so talking about some of the things that you... um, share with me some of the things that you've um, some gems that you dropped on me so things that you told me about are things like oh yeah because I'm your mentor exactly <laughs> Lydia is now my mentor and I'm making very much use of that Anthea is my first mentee so it's really nice am I, am I excited to tell you 
100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I had to ask for another mic, but you know, (laughs) pressure. That's how we get to things. Um, It's really interesting because you're not coming into this industry in a way that I have. And and I almost feel... Huh? It might eventually. In terms well, of ad school. I don't know. We'll see about that. I don't know if you. I wouldn't need want to. to. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, you might not need to go to ad school. I mean, I think it's really interesting for me. And like when you kind of told me your situation, mm. I immediately started scouring the internet for you and got like oh, so they do excited. Oh, so amazing! Dropping these, like giving me all these links to things. Yeah, I'm, I'm so much like more knowledgeable in the short time of knowing you, and that's why I wasn't like wrote down some of these things you showed me. So I wrote down YCN, Single Creatives, and also the advertising concept book, which I have in my bag. I read on journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to sort in there? Like any other gems that you think someone else that's young might want to know about? Anything else you want to expand on um, in terms of those things? Because I feel like you're really good at passing forward the things that you learnt from. Mm. So I want to give you the opportunity to sort that in, since this is sort of for the young listener. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I just think, like, try and, in a way, it's really good to look at ads and stuff, but in another way, I feel like comedy is a really great kind of place to find, to kind of, a lot of English um, adverts Mm. are kind of, they use that sort of comedy sketch structure, Mm, and I think the more you understand about comedy, the better you're going to be in advertising. I think it's just, it's a really hard skill to master, and I don't think I have myself, but like, Look, look at stuff that's like good, like working now. Yeah. And look at stuff that was working ages ago. So like Monty Python and like nowadays like Crop FM. You know, just kind of get a broad like breadth of kind of like stuff. The American stuff's great. There's so much yeah. wicked stuff like Eastbound and Down and um, Atlanta. Yeah. All these shows like they just have. They just like kind of inspire you, I think, to like be a better writer and to and to kind of ch- challenge and push you forward. So I think if as long as you've got all the main kind of like advertising books and you're reading those and you're sort of like learning the kind of which you can learn a lot from those. Yeah, you can learn a lot from those and like the, especially the economy of like what like saying something in a really saying something really profound in a really kind of short way. That's what you're gonna definitely get from. The advertising books but then saying it with flair that's what you're going to get from watching the best writers in the world mm. which i think are working in comedy and like drama obviously but yeah. um yeah so i just i just say go out and watch as much as you can all right um i won't do too much and i'll just go with this one now have you had fun have i had fun doing yeah, this yeah exactly that's the last question for you I have. It's been really enjoyable. I haven't. I've never done anything like this before, and I hope it's been useful. But um, I hope. I hope. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can't hear us, we'll be doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just to let you sign off, in case you wanted to say anything particular, add anything um, else in there, anything that I've said that you felt like you didn't get to finish off or whatever. No, I don't think you've been like a great hostess. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia. So, yeah, that's it. Um, That's the end of this episode of Podgy and I'll be maybe adding a bit of an actual outro when it's quieter. Thanks for listening.